Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We have to make this one quick because Llewellyn wants to get back to watching Gossip Girl. So Llewellyn, <laughs> give us the episode recap so we can get moving. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys, she's funny. Um, Troll. All right, this, this week we watched season four, episode seven, eight, seven, eight. eight. Wow, why can I not remember? I don't know. Ugh, season four, episode eight titled The One with Chandler in a Box. This one was written by Michael Borkow, directed by Peanut... <laughs> that stays in. Keep going. <laughs> Peanut. It reminds me of New Girl when Jess is like, Peen. Peen. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Peen. <laughs> <laughs> That just okay. made my whole day. <laughs> Directed by Peter Boners. Peen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is so great. Uh, I'm, I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. Uh, and it originally aired on my birthday, 11-20-1970. Nice. <laughs> Hopefully this just spreads cheer. Maybe it's contagious. Oh my gosh. Put uh, it together. 11 20 1997. You're like, it's my birthday. <laughs> You're turning like just, 50 years old. <laughs> just to clarify, I was not born in 1997. Well, it is not 52 years old. <laughs> uh, it's the longest recap ever. Uh, oh that's so good (laughs) all right back to it still angry over the kathy kiss joey punishes chandler by shutting him in a box on thanksgiving and monica gets a surprise when she visits the eye doctor all right back at it guys Mm -hmm. i lost my notes where'd my notes go here they are okay so this episode was a little interesting to split up into points because yeah, as hard. is with most of the thanksgiving or holiday ones it's just very like strung together so mm-hmm. um we're going to talk about three yeah three points but just bear with us because they're probably gonna intermingle quite a bit um so the big overarching thing is this is the thanksgiving episode of the year um so in the beginning Chandler walks into the apartment and he's just like disgusted by like all things Thanksgiving. Um, he like makes a comment and goes, ugh, and then says something else and is just disgusted. So Phoebe's like, well, the spirit of Thanksgiving has entered the house. <laughs> um, and we find out, um, actually, never mind, we'll talk about that later. So wait, I'm sorry, I'm still thrown off from the. <laughs> Let's start with the soft open. The soft open, okay. as we all remember from the last episode, mm-hmm. um, Chandler kissed Kathy. So in the soft open, um, Joey is sitting at home and the phone rings and he answers. And Chandler is just trying to apologize. And Joey doesn't want anything to do with it. So he hangs up. And this happens a number of times. Um, and then the last time Joey answers, and it's like one of those uh, like talk show or radio hosts or whatever call you. He's like, you are the 10th caller. And Well, it's Chandler. He's yeah, pretending. It's Chandler. Yeah. Right. But Joey doesn't know that at first. Right. He's like super excited. And then he make Chandler makes the comment about like, you need to like your, your roommate is like, so, 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 so sorry. And he obviously realizes it's Chandler at that point. So he slams the phone down. What's funny is that like Joey kept answering the phone as if it was going to be somebody do- new, even though like right. the phone kept like, yeah, it was like back to back calls. Yeah. Like he'd hang up and then like two seconds later it'd ring. Right. Okay. In yeah. the uncut DVD version of this episode, Ross also calls Joey in this opening scene and he tells Joey that he has Chandler on the line and then Joey oh, immediately hang- hangs up. That's hilarious. I wish they would have left that in. I know. It was good. Um, Okay. So then this will make more sense now when we're at the apartment um, and Chandler walks in. Mm -hmm. The friends kind of ask him, like, how's it going? And 
he's like, not good. Like, things couldn't be worse between us. I called him for eight hours last night trying to get him to talk to me, and he wouldn't talk to me. Um, That's a lot so of Rachel, commitment, I'll be honest. It is. Like, it really eight is. endless hours of trying to get in contact with someone, like, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm like, where were you calling from? I'd get bored after, like, 20 minutes. I'd be like, all right, I guess they don't want to talk. <laughs> right, right. Um, so Rachel offers, he's offers, like, you know, you should get um, a headset for for the phone. Like, that might be easier for you. You might benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And, and Ross's quick, quick wit um, to, like, jab her was like, so should we all expect gifts from your office this year for Christmas? <laughs> Um, and she's like, well, not you. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> so then it's Phoebe so offers, it's so good. <clears throat> Phoebe offers, um, you know, what if we all did secret Santa among everyone? So then we're buying one gift for somebody instead of individual gifts for everyone. And yeah, they're all kind like, of broke pretty much. Yeah. She's like, you know, with Monica and I in the catering, like we don't, we don't have a lot of money. And so this would be helpful for us, but also like. It, you know, none of us would know who each other has, so it'd be kind of like a mystery. Yeah. Um, and like nobody disagrees, so they're <laughs> excited about that. But she did say, she said, you know, it adds to the mystery because we don't know who gets who, and it's just kind of like quiet for a minute. And then Ross is, it's who gets whom, mm. and he's like, I don't know why I do that. Yeah. But I have to be honest, I was thinking the same thing when she said it, so <laughs> I'm glad that somebody mentioned it. So you are Ross in this moment. In that moment, I am definitely Ross. Okay, um, there's a lot yeah. of changes that are going to happen with, like, we'll we'll see it in the storyline, like, as we go, but I just want to set the precedent. The following were the secret Santa picks before the switches. Phoebe picked Rachel. Rachel picked Chandler. Chandler picked Joey. Joey picked Phoebe, Ross picked Monica, and Monica picked Ross. So I just wanted to set that out there before we actually get into, like, a subsection of this whole Thanksgiving, which is this gift exchange. Which is so interesting. Chandler got Joey, yet he begs for Rachel. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyways, um... All right, so then the bulk of this episode takes place in the girls' apartment because it's Thanksgiving. Right. Um, so a little while later, there's Chandler and Rachel are sitting on the couch, and she makes a comment like, oh, turkey makes me so sleepy. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> to which Monica gently reminds her, like, we haven't even eaten yet. She's like, yeah, but, you know, all that work that you're doing just, like, makes me exhausted. And so she goes into her... Yeah, Side she note. doesn't, like, quite finish the, the, the no. se- it's like sentence. She, yeah, it's like she fell asleep mid-sentence. She's just like, yeah, you know, all the work and, you know, <laughs> just, like, turns around and, like, goes in her bedroom. Yeah. But side note, can we talk about how anytime the friends are sitting on a couch, they're always so close together? Like, Chandler and rachel were the only two on that couch and they had the entire couch to sit and watch the parade mm-hmm. and they sat practically on top of each other like so close i wonder if that's I just for like close-up shots like that's options. what i was wondering maybe but also like i think it also speaks to and i might just be thinking way too into it but i think it speaks to how close of friends they, they all are like mm-hmm. they're not like i mean i don't know that I have any close friends that I would sit that close to a co- close to on a couch. Yeah. Now, if I had to, because, like, we're in a meeting or in a group or something, and, like, that's the only other seat is, like, right next to somebody than I would. But, sure. yeah, I don't know. I just found it, it was obviously way off topic, but I found it, like, slightly endearing that they're, like, you know, that almost always happens. Especially, mm-hmm. like, in the cafe. Like, they're usually sitting really close together. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay, so then as soon as Rachel goes into the bedroom, Chandler pops up and tells or asks somebody to switch Secret Santa's because he wants Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe is elated. Like, she's like, yes, I will trade <laughs> trade you for whoever you have. Mm-hmm. And Chandler's like, why are you so excited? <laughs> um, she's like, Rachel is just so hard to buy for because you can't get her anything that she likes that she won't exchange. Like, she exchanges everything. And Chandler is baffled. He's like, nah, like I bought her that backpack and she loved it. 
Um, and Monica or Phoebe reminded him, like, yeah, well, have you seen the backpack since then? And she, he's like, no, she said that a dog ate it. Yeah, like, she was so sad. It. She was, like, crying. Yeah. Um, and obviously he realized that that story was fake. Yes. Um, and, which he was bummed. He's like, because I already bought her a briefcase with her initials engraved on it, where, with RG engraved on it. Um, and so Monica offers, he's, she's like, well, why don't you just give it to somebody else with those initials? And he's like, who else do I know with those initials? She's like, Ross Geller. <laughs> he's like, well, it's kind of a girly briefcase. And she's like, who cares? He works at a museum. Okay. Do you, okay. Do you like monogrammed things? No. Okay. Me neither. It's, it's one of those things that I don't understand why people do that for like their, like wedding registries and stuff. Like, why would you want a towel with your initials on them? Like, doesn't that just make one more spot in the towel that's like, you can't really wash your body with that part because it's yeah a bunch no, of... No, I don't understand. I just... And it doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't no. add to, like, the nicety. It, like, in a weird way, like, I know it's supposed to make things look more expensive, but it actually makes them look more cheap, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, me neither. Cool. I'm glad we're at the same page. <laughs> um, we're not always, so that's pretty expi- really surprising. Yeah, true. Um so the only other thing that really happens right here that I thought was funny is that Ross or Chandler like perks up and he's like, all right, isn't the game on? Let's turn the game on. And Phoebe's like, oh, the guys aren't here. You don't have to act like that. You can watch the parade if you want. And he's like, cool. Thanks. And so he goes to watch the parade, which I personally love because I love that parade. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cute that Phoebe, uh, Phoebe, Phoebe's the type of, <laughs> we're just messing up on all counts here, yeah. that Phoebe's the type of friend to be like, you don't have to do that, Chandler. The guys aren't here. You can watch the parade. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, thought it was, was sweet. sweet. Um, so then a little while later, Phoebe is now in charge of cooking, mm-hmm. which it was a little surprising to me that Monica left her in charge, but that's so true. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, she's very much not following the recipes. Mm. So Ross, at this moment, Ross wants to trade with somebody. So he asks Chandler, like, can I trade with you? Because I, I are, or I have Monica and I'm already bought her something for Hanukkah. So I want to be able to get somebody else something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Chandler's response was funny. He's like, I don't know, RG. I was thinking something girly uh, <laughs> girly for your office um <laughs> well because chandler's oh, like no I think he it's... asked him i was like why did he why did he say that but he's like i was actually trying to get you yeah he's like i was trying to trade and i was trying to get you and he's like oh really for what and that's when he said that i don't know rg like, yeah really for your office yeah um so then ross was like fine i'll ask phoebe and then chandler quickly recommends maybe not doing that because mm-hmm. you'd get rachel and um who returns everything and ross is adamant like no she doesn't like i bought her a gold necklace for christmas and and there's like yeah and when was the last time you saw that necklace and ross mentions like oh i saw it on christmas yes you wore it all day on christmas and yeah um so then later on okay but i am that I, i i that's me i I think I've explained it on this podcast before. So our friends who have been with us for a while or have caught up will maybe know about me. But I very much would do that. If I know I'm not going to keep a gift, I will make sure that in the first like section of time that I see them closely after receiving the gift from them, I will make it a point to make sure that they see me with the gift so that moving forward, I don't have to. Like, I can get rid of it. Like, either I can... Honestly, I've re-gifted things because I know, like, maybe this is actually one of my friends' tastes versus mine. I've given things to charity. I've, like, literally just surprised people with stuff. Like, this is 100% me. When Ross said, well, I saw her wear it all day on Christmas, I was like, that would... I would do that, too. I make it a point to make sure they see me with it, and then I get rid of it. That doesn't surprise me. Or exchange it or whatever. That's 100% me. Me and Rachel are the same in that regard. Nice. So later on, Ross 
he's still adamant that she didn't get rid of it. So she asks him, or he asks her point blank, like, can I see the gold necklace that I gave you for Christmas last year? And she's like, um, sure. Yeah. And so she goes to get a necklace and she comes back out. And it's very clearly not the necklace because he specifically said the gold necklace and Mm -hmm. it's silver. So she's like, has it in her hand and is like flipping it around and like moving it so fast so he can't like see it. And she's like, look, see, here it is. I love it. Yeah, yay. And then tries to get rid of it, but he grabs it before she can. And he's irritated. He's physically irritated. He's like, what the heck? Like, I bought you that for Christmas um, and you exchanged it. Like, what did you exchange it for? And she's like, I don't know. Uh, something I could get a lot of use out of. And he's like, like what? And she said, credit? Credit. <laughs> so Rachel exchanged it for credit. Um, so then they're watching the game and a commercial comes on and Rachel goes, oh, I love those sunglasses. And Ross's response <laughs> was so good. He's like, do you like them like them or do you get or do you like them for store credit amount like them? Yeah. <laughs> so good that's such a clever line <laughs> yeah and she's so mad like he keeps oh, so mad digging at her yeah. for this yeah and so she turns to him and she like curses at him in italian okay um, so that that little um okay we'll get to this but we know joey will use it but then also rachel use it uses it and it's a tuscan insult it's va fa napoli the Tuscan equivalent of go to hell, which literally translates as go to Naples. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's what they're saying. That's rude. Okay. Interesting. Um, so the little spat between Ross and Rachel continues at the dinner table when Rachel asks him to pass her the yams. And Ross's response is, well, he hands it to her and she, he goes, well, Joey has the mashed potatoes at that end if you want to exchange it. <laughs> And Rachel is had enough at this point, and she is mad. She's like, "What's your problem, Ross? Like, what is going on?" And he's like, "He's like, kind of rambles on, and he's like, well, I'm, I'm not devoid of sentiments. Like, I have feelings.'" So she like gets up. And she's well, and like, Monica, Monica's like, "Oh, we have company." Like, she's yeah. really embarrassed right now because they're like getting into it at the table. Yeah, um, with her guest, which is what we'll get into yeah. later. Yeah. So Rachel goes to her room for a little bit, and then she, when she comes back out, she has this shoebox full of things, and she goes, I I am, like, sentimental. Do you want to see sentimental things? So she pulls out a movie stub from the first movie they went to, an eggshell, which is a little weird, from the first time he made, made her breakfast in bed, and then she pulls out a fossil, like mm-hmm. a legitimate fossil. <laughs> And says, this is a fossil from the first time we, and like pauses, because we all know what they did at the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I do keep the things that matter to me. Yeah. And all Ross is hung up on, like he's he's taken aback because like she very clearly just put him in his place. Yeah. Before but, you, before you like mention the zinger part of it, like I am like, I was like, go Rachel. Yeah. Like yeah. You, he was, you, you had to like. You took Ross's jabs at you all day. Like, that stuff takes forever. Like, cooking for Thanksgiving, you're watching the parade, you're watching the game. Like, he was doing that all day, essentially, before yeah. they actually were able to sit down for dinner. Like, he's constantly making jabs at her for exchanging gifts. But then at the very end, she's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to, like, prove you wrong. Like, how dare you question, like, my integrity sort of thing? And she's like, I might exchange gifts gifts but i keep things that matter and i was like go freaking rachel like yeah girl i'm not a big rachel fan like i think of all the friends like i know i don't like ross but like the more i watch the show the less i like her but i was like you go girl yeah that's it yeah that's literally all i wanted to say i just wanted to make a point before you like yeah went to the zinger with ross yeah but ross now, I think, like, honestly, I think if there would have been more time or if they would have, if this wouldn't have been the focus, I think Ross probably would have responded sweetly. But, um, well, and he's probably all, embarrassed because he's yeah. been making fun of her publicly in front of the friends. And then she yeah. just roasted him at the table, essentially, in front yeah. of everybody. So he's probably but feeling all, a little, like, insecure. But all he can think of is 
the fossil that's in her hand Mm -hmm. is wanted back at the museum because you can't take those. And actually, people have been searching for that for years. People are looking for this. (laughs) Yeah, and he, like, keeps trying to, like, take it, and she, like, won't let him have it. Um, So, yeah. So that essentially wraps up, like, the Thanksgiving portion without the other two storylines, really. Um, Anything else on that you want to mention? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so let's do Monica's uh, eye because it's like pretty short. Yeah. So Monica's eye, her storyline is pretty quick. So we're in the apartment and we all know Monica's the cook chef. So she's the one that's making everything and she's doing something in the freezer and somehow she flings ice into her eye, which I can only imagine is very painful. Well, it's like, remember um, back in the day, like, we really didn't have freezers like this, but like deep freezers and old freezers and old fridges used to like start icing around the outside. Yeah. Like they didn't have the technology to like keep that from happening. So like pretty soon the square footage in your fridge or like the cubit footage would start getting smaller and smaller because ice would just keep on building inside the freezer. And so I think yeah. she was like, trying to chip away at some of that ice because there wasn't enough room and that ice like fell out and like the chunk flew in her eye. Yeah. Which is painful. Um, so the friends are like consoling her and like telling her like, you need to go to the doctor to get that looked at. And she's like, but my eye doctor is Richard and I don't have a boyfriend. And Chandler's like, Oh, that's some pretty high standards they got for that office. (laughs) Um, so Phoebe's like, I don't care. Like, I know that you still know his number. And she's like, no, I don't. It's speed dial number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so she calls his office and they find out that Richard's out of town. But would she like to see the on-call doctor? And Monica's like, yes, yes, I would. And mm-hmm. Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe's response was funny. She's like, she would very much like to see that. She is excited. Yeah. She is very excited about that. <laughs> so they go to the doctor's office, just Rachel and, Mon- Rachel and Monica. And this cute guy enters and... Um, Rachel's like, I want to jam my own pen with an, my own eye with a pen to see this guy. Um, so then the receptionist, he calls the receptionist and tells her to come back. And she's like, all right, Dr. Burke will see you now. And Monica's like, no, Dr. Burke won't see me. The on-call doctor will see me. She's like, yeah, that's Dr. Richard Burke. Dr. Timothy Burke, his son, will mm. see you right now. So we find out yes. that Richard's son works for him. So... At first, like, when they first walked in, he didn't recognize Monica, but then once she's in his chair, I think he realized who she was. So Mm -hmm. he remembers her, thinks she looks great, remembers the last time seeing her, he was getting on the bus to go to college, and she was standing, like, waiting for ice cream. Mm -hmm. So we can imagine that he might be a little older than her, would be my guess, because he probably saw her when she was in high school, when she was in her fat phase. Um, well, I, know. I know that the storyline or the timeline of that seems really iffy because like, wouldn't she have been, I feel like she's still older than him, but not by much. Yeah. I don't know. It's just also with how long she dated his dad. Like, wouldn't he have seen her at some point? You think you would think, but yeah, it's know. a kind of a wonky timeline. The there. timeline's kind of lost. Yeah. Um, but we find out that she scratched her cornea and has to wear a patch. Um, <laughs> like a pirate. And then, yeah. So then she's trying to, like, make small talk and asks what his plans are for the holiday. And he, like, holds up a brown paper bag. And um, she... Oh, wait, no. Before that, she mentioned his da- her, his dad. She asked how long he's been working for his dad. And he said just a couple of months. Um and so then that's when she led to like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and he was like, no, I had plans with my girlfriend. And she's like, Oh, and is like kind of upset because he has a girlfriend. Right. And she goes, but we broke up. Oh. And so she gets like happier mm-hmm. um, because she wasn't ready for a serious commitment. So he essentially has no Thanksgiving plans. And we find out that she invited him to dinner at her house. Yes. So we're back at the apartment. Monica's back to cooking. And the friends are just, like, beside themselves that she would 
ask him to come. Yeah, they're not Ross, a fan at all. No, no. Ross isn't happy. Rachel thinks it's sick. It's like inviting a Greek tragedy over for dinner. Okay, um, when when Monica said the line, if it were Greek, I'd be blind in both eyes, it refers to the tragedy at Epis Rex. The title character blinds himself at the end. So mm-hmm. just like, that's that's what she was referring to. It's clever writing. Yeah, it's good. Um, Phoebe thinks it's twisted, mm-hmm. and all Joey could say was, ew, ew, <laughs> ew. Um, and then Chandler, from his box said that it sounds like a bad idea Mm -hmm. so then ross makes a comment on um you know one day if you guys get married and have kids you'll be able to tell the kids that um i slept slept with their grandfather and monica and this is probably my favorite line of the whole episode so good with her response and she goes Judge all you want to. Married a lesbian, left a man at the altar, fell in love with a gay ice dancer, threw a girl's wooden leg in the fire, live in a box. <laughs> it just like <laughs> so storms good. out. It was. It's uh, so great. It was. It was funny. And like the looks on all of their faces as she like called them out was priceless. Yes. Um, so then we hear a knock on the door and she like excitedly comes from um, her bedroom and timothy enters and he's confused um because i think like chandler like says hi or something or no she introduces them all and she's like and chandler's in there um and he gives like a little um um yeah and timothy's like confused but then uh, rachel's like yeah or joey's like yeah he's doing some thinking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then at dinner um monica lets timothy wash up with her fancy soap Mm. uh which not even rachel gets to use (laughs) Um, and then the, the friends are still, like, berating her for it. And and Phoebe mentions, like, do you want to be in a relationship where you can actually use the phrase, that's not how your dad used to do it? Oh, my gosh. That, <laughs> it was such a, I was like, ooh, it's yeah. so good. And then Rachel, with her, when he, like, sits <laughs> down next to her, is just like, sick, 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 sick. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you guys are, like, not letting her up. Um. So then after dinner, they're on the balcony, just the two of them. And he compliment, like he goes to compliment her eyes, but because one is covered, he like stops himself and he goes, you have pretty eye. You have a pretty eye. <laughs> yes. Um, and they're like trying not to talk about her or his dad, but you know, they're, like they're trying not to overthink it. Like you can see. And she's like, well, it's a totally separate thing. Like. Me yeah. and him and you and I were two separate things. And right. he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So then they kiss. They get done kissing. And he, like, goes to kiss her again and she can't do it. Yeah, she, like, pulls back. <laughs> yeah, and he's, <laughs> and she, I think he was like, oh, my gosh. And she said, don't say it. Please don't say it. Um, <laughs> or he said, please don't say it. Please don't say it. And she goes, it just reminds me of your dad. <laughs> And it was oh, yeah. They're both so it was creeped terrible. out. It was like yeah. it's the it's like the end of that. Like it's this story ended before it even began. Pretty much, like we knew it was going to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. Um, a couple of things about this character. So his name, um, the guy who plays Doctor Tim Burke, is named Michael Varton. Um, both him and David Schwimmer appeared in the movie The Paul Bearer. In 96. This is also the first time that he plays a son that dates a girl that also dated his father. And a similar situation happens three years later on Allie McBeal. Um, He also starred in Alias along with Melissa George, who plays his wife. Melissa George appears later on the series as Molly, Emma's babysitter, which is who we talked about in our horrible trivia Um try nice yeah like how that came around look at look at that full circle-ness look at that all right are we ready to let's dive in the dynamic duo of chandler and joey yes bffs for not right now um okay so we already mentioned chandler is desperately trying to get joey talking to him Mm -hmm. so he's calling him constantly um and we go into the boys' apartment, and Joey is boxing up stuff that Chandler had bought 
Um, and he tells Ross, he's like, oh, I'm boxing all this stuff up that Chandler bought out of guilt. Except the TV, because I'm going to put that in my room. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to put it in my room. Like, as if Ross is a dummy. <laughs> right. Um, so Ross is just trying to tell him, like, dude, why don't you hear him out? Just hear Chandler out. And then Joey, with pretty quick wit, was just like, well, back when you and Rachel were dating, what would you have done if, or would you have heard him out if he kissed Rachel? And Chandler, or Ross is like, yeah, well, you, you make a good point. So how long are you going to punish him for? And he's like, five years. He very quickly responds. So fast. Quickest response he's ever had. Yeah. Like before Ross was done with his sentence. Yeah. He said five years. Yeah. Um, and Ross is just thrown. He's like, wait, you sentenced him for five <laughs> years? <laughs> and, and Joey's like, well, this is good news for you, Ross. Like, I have a best friend spot open up and mm. you are the first one in line. So Ross is like, oh, oh man, that's so exciting. I love that. He's like, you know what my first act as your best friend is going to be? And he's like, yeah, what? He's like, to get you talking to Chandler. So clever. Ross is very clever in that moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is right to suggest that Chandler, or that Joey hear him out, hear Chandler out, and then even playing into Joey's game still got him to do what he was originally trying to do by using yeah. Joey's own logic against him. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, so then we're at the cafe and Chandler and Kathy are sitting by the window and they're like holding hands, like super close. She's consoling Chandler, um, because Joey still won't talk to him. All he does whenever he walks in the room is just like mumbles and then yells bad words at him in Italian, mm-hmm. which we talked about. Vanapoli. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then Joey enters. So we see him come in and he goes up to the counter to talk to Gunther. Yes. Now and he says... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, he he asks Gunther if he's seen Chandler. Yes. Now, in that shot, there is a potato. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I In I the pastry tray. <laughs> I rewound it because I was like, is that really a potato? What? It's a potato. I was so confused. So I'm good. I'm glad you saw that, too. It's almost like the prop department was like, oh, shoot, someone forgot the donuts today. <laughs> like, what do we have? I feel like, do you ever wonder... If they troll us on purpose? Yeah, if they do things like that on purpose, like, to see if people recognize it. Honestly, if I was... There's no way they would ever put a potato in a pastry thing in a cafe shop. If I was a set dresser, I would have 100% put little, like, they call... Okay, what do they call, like, Easter eggs are hints of future things, but, like... What are those things that you call that you just want people to see if they notice? Like, that's exactly what that is. Uh, yeah, that we is could, what it is. We could coin it and call it a potato. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, it's a potato. Like, that's the phrase for things that get left in scenes just to see if people will, rec- like, notice yeah. it. Yeah, I'm look so at glad us. you spotted that, too. <laughs> so hilarious. We are, look at us coining terms. Yeah, look at us. Let's let's um, let make this go viral. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so he asked Gunther if he's seen Chandler, and Gunther's response was, I thought you were Chandler. (laughs) It's so good. Like, he literally doesn't care about anybody but Rachel. Yeah, no, and he's like, well, well, one of you is over there, and so he, like, points towards where Chandler is. So Joey turns around, and they are going at, they're kissing. Yeah. Um, Very sweetly, might I add. Like, they're being very sweet about it, but then Kathy sees him, and... Chandler is like, oh, hey, Joe. And um, because we all know that at this point, Joey was coming to talk to him. But now he sees this. So he's furious again. So all he does is yells at him in Italian. Yeah. um, And walks out. So then we go back up to the boy's apartment and Joey is packing a bag. And Chandler walks in and he's so apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I I didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah, Um, you can tell he kind of like followed him up there like it might have taken him a few minutes to like say goodbye to Kathy to like go but like he was he was like right behind him yeah um and then he realizes that Joey's packing a bag and he's like wait where are you going and so Joey says I'm going to my parents house I'm not sure when I'm gonna return but um I'm gonna look for a new apartment and which is so sad he's like I just can't see you guys together because it just reminds me of the betrayal of your betrayal um, and I don't want to live with somebody who doesn't know how to be a, fr- what it's like to be a friend. Yes. Um, so sad. And like, he's, 
it, I mean, it's very honest. Like, I feel like the whole conversation, it was very one-sided for a while because Joey was just displaying his emotions, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was very real and genuine. And then I think because they had to make it kind of funny, they had the chick and the duck enter the scene. Um, and Chandler says, if you're not going to stay for anything, stay for them. Um, but Joey is quick to like bring it back to him. He's like, you know, when all of our stuff was getting robbed and I was locked in that entertainment center, he's like, the one thing I thought about that entire time was how much I was letting you down. And Chandler is just like, you can tell at this point, he's like at a loss for anything. And he is just begging him. He's like, I will, I will do anything I have to do mm-hmm. like to, to get you to talk to me, to get you to forgive me. He's like, if we still had that entertainment center, he said, I would lock myself in there and do nothing but contemplate how much I let you down. And Joey like kind of perks up a minute and he looks over and he's <laughs> like, well, uh, we got a box. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. In that scene, the magna erase board uh, or the magna doodle it simply reads i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and it's like 50 times written on there like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it fills the entire he's probably doing that while he's calling joey yeah like the magna doodle is like literally just full of i'm sorry so you could tell like chandler was trying to communicate on all mediums yeah that's hilarious um so we're in the apartment during Thanksgiving and the box made its way over to Monica's apartment. So mm-hmm. they must have dragged the box to Monica's and then had him get inside. Yes. Um, Rachel at one point asks, like, what is the point of the box? Mm-hmm. And Chandler pipes up. He's like, well, it's threefold. And he like sticks three fingers out. <laughs> it's threefold. And he goes, one, points a finger out, <laughs> gives me the time to think about what I did. Mm-hmm. Two proves how much I care about my friendship with Joey and three it hurts (laughs) it makes me wonder about like the filming of that like how long did those scenes take and how like long like how many of those did Joey or Chandler actually have to be in the box versus like things that were friends focused that he didn't need to be in there for do you think like do you think he was actually in a box or do you think like it because we never really saw the bottom of the box so he could have it could have been elevated some and he could have been like sitting on a chair in the box you know what i mean like we don't know because when he pops up later like how quickly he popped up there's no way he would have done that if he was laying laying down Mm. in that box if that makes sense i guess i didn't notice that and i'm usually pretty good at things like that like I can always tell in a scene if um, people just start acting when the camera scene cuts or if like if they've already been in motion yeah, and things like that. So I did not catch that. And I probably I probably should go back and look at that. But maybe Googling it. I want to see if there's like anything on it. Yeah. Like him in the box. Yeah. I don't know. It is a like, it is a pretty big box. I mean, I know he's boxing up some pretty large things, or that he wants to box up some large things. Um, yeah, but yeah, I love that I each time he does a point, it's like one finger, then two fingers, then three fingers, like outside of the hole. Yeah. It's it's good. Um. Yes, it was good. So then. The friends are all watching the game. So there were just a lot of little things that happened. So the friends are watching the game. They all kind of get excited. And um, Chandler asks, like, oh, what happened? And Joey is quick. You kissed my girlfriend mm-hmm. to, like, shut him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chandler Chandler's just trying to, like, break tension and be funny and, like, be himself. So he knocks at one point and fools Phoebe, who thinks somebody's knocking at the door. <laughs> and Joey gets irritated again. He's like, dude, don't talk and stop making jokes. So then, again, later on, he, when Rachel gets up and storms into the bedroom um, to get the box of things, he's trying, he's like, I know you guys can't see it, but I'm trying to break the tension by mooning you guys. <laughs> and this is what sets Joey over the edge. He's like, dude, this means something to me. If it doesn't mean anything to you, then get out of there. Because yeah. at that point, you're just an idiot in a box. Yeah, um, he's not thrilled that he's not taking the process seriously, which yeah. really he isn't. Like, this is This might be, like, one of the very few episodes where, like, Chandler not actually doing the thing is actually kind of annoying. 
Like, yeah. it's just like, do the thing, like, the whole point that you're in there is is to, like, pay your penance that you told Joey you wanted to pay. Yeah. And, like, he just, like, can't bring himself to do it because of his, like, just his character, like, his character, like, the characteristics that he's known for. But, like, I was actually like, Chandler, just shut up and do what you're supposed to be doing. But that's, like, one of the few times. I mean, this is the only time so far, and we're four seasons in, that I've ever said anything like that. Yeah. So, then, after dinner... Um, so he's quiet the rest of the time, basically. He, like, keeps asking him a question, and he answered it, and he's like, you're not, you're not paying attention, or you're not listening, and so then he asks him the question again, and Chandler doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after dinner, there's a knock on the door, and it's Kathy, and Joey's the one that answers, and she apologizes, but Joey says, like, I'm not mad at you, um, but she's still, like, apologetic. Mm-hmm. And then she's confused as to why... Chandler's in a box and mm-hmm. why he can't but not just that but why he can't talk to which the friends remind her or tell her well it's threefold really well um, it's like Joey had his reasons it yeah. was threefold yeah. <laughs> they were threefold yeah. it was funny um, so then she says you know well this will make what I'm about to say a little easier and all the friends are like intently staring at her like we want to hear mm-hmm. but she's like mm, okay and so they all get up and move to the kitchen um, but she just goes on to explain. She's like, I don't want to be with somebody. I don't want to be somebody who comes between two friends. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go to Chicago for a while and stay with my mom. Um, but she's like really sad. And she's like, I really think this could have been something amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss you so much. And like says goodbye. And as she's walking away, he like waves his finger through the little <laughs> hole in the box. Yeah. The air hole. Um, and then Joey, like, gets really sad, and he's like, oh, man, he's like, come on, like, get out of there, and he opens up the box, and he's like, we're gonna be fine, but you guys, like, you need to go do something, you need to go do something about this, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and they hug, and Chandler's like, are you sure, like, this is okay, and he's like, yeah, you did, so you did some real good thinking in there. So, (laughs) he goes to leave to follow after Kathy, and as he closes the door, Joey's like, all right, I need to... Oh, he yells. He's like, Merry Christmas from your secret Santa. And as as he slams the door, Joey's like, all right, I need to trade trade for Chandler. <laughs> That's good. Um, so the tag is all the friends on the balcony. And they're watching, or they're trying to watch Kathy and Chandler get together. But they witness a mugging or a robbery instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call the police on that, but then they catch him. And as they're watching him, they're like, ew, get a room. <laughs> they're just apparently going at it. I love how they're just like narrating the whole thing. Yeah. 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 It was Fine. good. Good. Like conclusion of that storyline. Yeah. All right. Love it. Favorite scene. Favorite scene. My favorite scene was one that you just described. I loved, um, when Joey like lets Chandler out of the box, I thought that like again, like once again, we see Chandler written in this part of the storyline is like the straight man. He's very sincere in like making sure that his relationship with Joey is good before he goes after um, yeah. Kathy. Like he could have hopped out and realized what Joey was doing and like run after her, but like to stop and like make sure, I thought was very like very telling of like the importance of Joey to Chandler I love yeah. that and I love like you did some real good thinking in there I love how like I love how Matt um LeBlanc like delivered that line I thought it was so good um and how he like absorbs the fact that like he's now claimed him as his like gift even though the gift isn't supposed to be for another month um because they literally just talked about picking secret Santas so like it's just really funny um, that that all happened so fast, but I think that was my, I think that was my favorite scene. Yours? Nice. Um, I think, I don't know that I have a favorite scene because it was just such a, it was, it was a robust episode. It was. There was a lot um, happening. I just think like in general, that last storyline with Joey and Chandler, because I feel like it's so, like they did it well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole betrayal of a friend and like, no matter what the betrayal is, like 
in real life or on TV, like it, it hurts no matter what. Yeah. And I think they did a really good job, like displaying that in Joey and Chandler, like Chandler was very apologetic and he's like, dude, I will literally do anything. Um, and he did like, he spent hours in a box. Um, and so I just, I liked that aspect. And then even how they brought the other friends into it, like they had Ross come over and like, tell Joey like dude you, you need to make up with him like you need to talk to him my act as your best friend now is to get you guys to make up like it wasn't just between Joey and Chandler at this point it was between all of them and like it reminded me of like when when Ross and Rachel were on a break in air quotes mm-hmm. um and then they they broke up and stopped talking how the friends were the ones that like brought them back together so I think or not brought them back together but like brought the friend group back together mm-hmm so I just think, like, they do a really good job at um, making it about the whole group. And it's like, you know, this divide, this tension is going to ruin it for everybody. Like, we're all friends. Let's talk about it. So I think, I just think they did a really good job at that. And it was a really good way to round out the episode. and nice. Or the, the storyline. But also, one thing I just found kind of interesting is that we all know that Chandler hates Thanksgiving because of his upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the fact that like this landed on a Thanksgiving episode, I think is kind of brilliant <laughs> um, because he already hates the holiday. So why not live it out in a box mm-hmm. for a day? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting on the writer's standpoint. Yeah, that's good. Um, episode rating system. I'm going to give this one a central perk. Um nice. I thought there was a lot going on in this episode. I think all the storylines were were good. I think the Monica one was, I mean, it's obviously, like, a throwaway, but mm-hmm. it was funny. I think it added a, an element of, like, funniness to it. Um, but, I don't know, I thought it was good. It's definitely one that you should watch if you're following the series, because it's a pretty big one for Joey and Chandler. But, um, yeah, I would give it a Central Park. I am also going to give a central perk. I nice. Think, Look at us. I know. I think that Monica's storyline is probably my least favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, just because it felt sort of like we have to put something together for her because she's not really prominent like in any other element of this episode. Um, but I loved like the Joey Chandler. Like this is a classic episode. Putting Chandler in the box. Like everyone knows this episode who has seen Friends. Yeah. Um, and then... Like, even the, like, the Thanksgiving element piece of it, too. Um, You know, like, the whole, like, the gift exchange, the Rachel being, like, hated on because she returns gifts, but also, like, slapping Ross with some truth. Like, it was, that was all, like, really good. So, yeah, Central Perk. Now, I will say, before we move on to the trivia or our post-show wrap-up... One fun fact is that um, while cooking, Phoebe says that she needs to call her mother to answer a left-handed cooking question. The fun fact, Lisa Kudrow uh, Kudrow is left-handed. And then I'm just going to call myself out because I did realize that when I went to say potato earlier in the episode, um, I said potato. And I just want to call myself out. I realized what I did and I realized my mistake and I'm, I'm sorry. So nice. <laughs> I was like, I Wait said it. And then you were like, Oh my gosh, it. I realized it too. And all of a sudden I was like, did I just say potato? Like with the B? So I'm calling myself out. So don't send me hate mail. <laughs> We've never gotten hate mail, but just don't. <laughs> yeah. Please oh, don't. Okay. Post show wrap up trivia. Lay it on me. Yes. Or lay it on um, us. Cause we could both answer. Obviously. Okay. This one should be easy. Okay. Who was the last friend to know about Monica and Chandler dating? Ross. Yes. I was going to say, you really don't know this <laughs> for a <laughs> second. They... Anytime you set me up with this should be easy. I, I then psych it. myself out and think yeah, yeah. I'm going to get this wrong. So then I have to psychoanalyze like every element of the answer to make sure I'm right. <laughs> It freaks me out when you say that. I feel like you're setting me up for success when you say that. Or no, for failure. Okay. Why well, not? Anyway. No, I know. Um, in my mind. I'm like, oh, shoot. I know. I'm going to forget. All right. In the ninth season. So Oof. this one sets us up for what season it's it is. So five we might years not from remember now. it. Yeah. That is five years from now. 
which friend couldn't be with the others on Christmas Eve? Uh, was it Chandler? Wait, ninth season. Was it Joey? Did he have something with his friends? He has friends outside of the friends. Or his I thought family, it was I mean? Chandler because he was in Tulsa. For what? For work. Oh, remember I think with you're that right. sleazy girl that like tries to like hit on him? You're right. It's Chandler. Yes. Nice. Way to go. Two for two. And we, you didn't overthink it. Look you just did it. At us. We Look killed it this week. I mean, we had a really pew, pew, pew. we had a funny opener. I mean, no, we, we cracked up. That was awesome. Great episode, great rating, good favorite scenes, good trivia. Let's get to some good social media spotlight. See how I did that? <laughs> yeah. I got you. All right. This next one is from our Swedish friend. Okay. She sent us two different emails back to back says the subject title is me again <laughs> with a cry fa- like cry laughy face said i just listened to your latest episode i laughed out loud when you said nancy because that's the name i thought too but i looked it up nancy is monica and chandler's realtor in season 10 oh okay now our, our swedish friend i think they are talking about trivia when we were trying to guess wait is that right? When we were trying to guess the babysitter before we got to Molly. What did we say, Nancy? Did I say Nancy? I don't think so. Wow. I don't remember. It's no, like, we don't remember that it's much. It's really funny. It's like we just recorded that and I don't know what happened. <laughs> but anyways, I'm glad you got a kick out of it and, and go figure that we would both say Nancy. That's awesome. Then they sent another one. They said trivia about Paget Brewster. Or was it Paget? I love her. Paget? Paget. That's what I say. I don't know if that's right. I don't know. Paget Brewster. Um, She said, they said trivia about Paget Brewster. I didn't know. She looked too much like a Monica and she, and she shouldn't have or couldn't um, as she would be Chandler's next love interest. But if that's a little confusing, she, they also sent the link um, to the cinema blend. And there was a article that I'm going to read real quick. It says why Paget Brewster thought she was being fired from friends. It says in the 10 years that it spent on NBC friends, not only boosted its central six sum to fame, but it also shined a spotlight on many up and coming actors and actresses. In fact, the highly rated sitcom was the first gig that criminal minds Paget Brewster got but she came very close to losing that job entirely, or so she thought. Brewster joined the cast of Friends in season four and played the quirky Kathy. Now we know the story of what happened, but Brewster found herself in an awkward position when she first landed the job. Here's how she described it to Will Harris from AV Club. She quoted, I have a black bob, and when I got Friends, I started rehearsing that week, and the hair people cut all my hair off and dyed it red. It took six hours of lightning to dye it red, and then when creators Kevin Bright, Marta Kaufman, and David Crane came down to watch the first day, Kevin Bright starts screaming, I hired her because she had a black bob. You can't do this. And as he's screaming at the hair guy, I just went upstairs, I put my magazines in my bag, and I just sat and waited like I lost my best job I've ever gotten. Considering how popular Jennifer Aniston's hairdo was in Friends' early years, it's not entirely ridiculous for Brewster to think that a haircut and hair dye would be a good enough reason to get her booted from the show. I hope she at least liked her new hairstyle, as that would have been added, um, adding insult to injury for her to be waiting on a verbal pink slip while also having to consider where she would go to fix her hair immediately after leaving the set. The quote then says... And then Kevin Bright came into my room and he went, I didn't hire you because of your hair. I just can't have them making changes without them telling me. It turned out that the next girl that Chandler was going to fall for was Monica. And the hair guy had said, I needed her to not look so much like Courtney Cox. So that's why he dyed my hair. I don't think I've ever told that story to anyone. And then it says Kathy was one of the first or was one of the favorite short term girlfriends from the Friends universe, even if she was a cheating cad. 
I can't imagine anyone else in the part winning audiences over so well. So here's a Paget Brewster's acting talents being here's two uh, Paget Brewers Paget. Oh my gosh, Brewster's acting talents being more important than what her hair looks like. So that article simply to state, it seems like they already knew that Chandler and Monica were going to be together by the time they brought in Kathy, which is interesting because we've always heard it like it just randomly happened in London and the and the writers didn't know like what that that was going to happen. So I thought that that was interesting. So thank you but to did our. They, oh, go ahead. But did they know? I don't know. I, I feel so confused by this. But did they? Because they knew that that storyline was going to happen with them sleeping together, probably. But like, I don't know. Maybe they never thought them as like getting married. Maybe they just thought them as like a fling. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It sounds like she said like the next girl that Chandler was going to fall for was Monica. And they like they needed her. They needed them to be different. Yeah. But I do see that. Sim- I could see that similarity between the two of them. Yeah. Especially because sure. Monica had the the hair that Monica had in, the, in this season is probably one of my least favorites that she ever had. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I could see that. Cool. Well, that's our social media spotlight. Thank you to our Swedish friend. Yeah. All right. Now, recommend to a friend. Okay. I don't know the technical word for my recommend. Um, I'm very intrigued by this because I don't think I know what you're talking about. I'll be honest. um, Well, I just discovered it not that long ago. So at least on an iPhone. I don't know if this works on an Android. Um, But if you open your camera app, so say the reason I discovered this is that sometimes I'm not like when, when we're watching the episodes, sometimes I have to watch it on my phone. Um, So I'm typing the notes on something else. Mm. So, and I don't have access to like save it. So my thought at first was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to type all these notes out and then I'm going to have to retype them on my phone when I'm done watching it. And I was like, there has to be a way. So I was like, I'm just going to take a picture and I'll figure it out later. Mm. So I, I went to take a picture. So if you were to hold your phone, you open your camera and you hold your phone over something that has um, text on it. Mm. I'm trying to do it right now and it's not working. Oh, I'm there trying it is. to do it as you say that. If you, you kind of have to like, you have to <gasps> make sure it's in focus, but then you see how the little yellow lines come up. Yes. Down in the corner, you'll see a little like box will pop up in the window. And if you click on that, it will pull that text (gasps) into another box and you can literally copy it and then paste it somewhere else. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is is life changing. It is. It is so life changing, guys. Now, I do have to admit that it um, sometimes it'll mess with the words like I had one of the things we had written. I had like capitalized like so and ended up making it 50 on the other page, which was fine. But, like, it made sense in the context. Or, like, it'll change, like, one letter or something. Sure. So it's not perfect, but it saves a ton of time. So if you're – if you have an iPhone, I don't know if Android has it, but iPhones do. At least the newer ones. The ones that have the box camera on the top. Um, no technical. There's no technical name for it. I even Googled it, and I couldn't <laughs> find it. Um, but it – if you need to copy text from something on and then onto your iPhone, it is honestly the nicest tool I've ever, ever used. So I'm just throwing it out there so that if you have an iPhone and you ever need that, try it out. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, my recommend... And if you know the name of it, let me know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> my recommend to a friend is something that I just heard about that I'm really excited about. It's a copy text icon in your iPhone camera. <laughs> nice <laughs> just kidding i don't have a recommend to a friend uh but i think yours just literally changed my entire life so that's funny um that's why we recommend that's why we recommend to a friend and this would be the perfect time to say that if you guys had one i would be able to put your recommend to a friend right in this section because i don't have one this week that's the first time in a long while that like i've not had one and you have that's all right you You've got a lot to make up for that I didn't have, so. That is true. That is true. Um, Okay, well, let's wrap this sucker up. Next week, we're going to cover the one where they're going to party. Yeah. All right. We're going to party with y'all next week on the One With Friends podcast. Bye.